know, Luke spoke this morning, such a good message, Luke, beautiful message. That's why there's not many people here tonight, because everyone came to hear you speak. It was a beautiful message, great message. And he, he talked about, you know, if you, if you, if you want to have a relationship with someone, you've got to communicate. You've got to talk to them. I mean, you know, I live with Phil and lived with him now. It's nearly 26 years, 1st of December, 26 years that we have been together, we've been married. And there comes times where we forget to talk to each other because when you've been together a long time, you just kind of know things without saying. And you get into your own groove and you get into your own things and he does his thing and I do mine and he drives his car and I drive my car and he's got his appointments and I've got my appointments. And then, you know, sometimes we just like don't even sit down and eat together because that's life now. You just sit down and eat on the lounge or something. And, and you know, there comes a point where you're just going to say, whoa, we need to talk, we need to communicate, we need to not just talk, but we need to share each other's hearts with each other and really connect again. You know, it's like that with God, and Luke was saying that this morning, you know, we can just, we can just get distant from God, we can just go about our thing, know God is there, and know that he's close, and know that he loves us, but we just go about life, and we get busy, and we just forget to stop. And, you know, I think most of us as Christians whether we've been a Christian a little while or a long time, go through seasons where we just get prayerless. And I've, I've wrestled with this myself and I've asked God, God, help me, you know, help me to stay in prayer with you. But I'm like one of those prophetic people and so when I get into prayer, I want to have a revelation or I want to see a vision or I want something big to happen. And when I was a young Christian... I felt if that didn't happen, well, I hadn't touched God and I've missed him and he wasn't there. And so, you know, I just get discouraged. But, you know, there are times when I, you know, in a relationship, there's times when I talk to Phil, it's just talking. And there's other times where we're talking and there's just like sparks flying and stuff. Do you know what I mean? And so relationship is like that. Relationship is like that. But we have to stay in relationship. When we, make, when we say our vows to one another, it's for better or worse, rich or poorer, sickness and in health and all that kind of stuff. And when we say, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and my Saviour, we're saying, Father God, I want to be connected with you in sickness and in health and, you know, better or worse, you know, rich or poorer, whatever happens in my life, I, I want to stay connected with you. You know, you kind of feel like you're not a whole... You just, not you, after you've been connected with God and then you get a little dry and leave him behind and then you go, ooh, I just don't like life without God. Not just, you know, God there, but God here and God in me. And so I have this little pattern that I use for prayer that helps me to break through in those times, especially when I'm not feeling things, when I'm not sensing things and I'm not getting that big, you know, whoa, God is in the room thing, but it just helps me to be faithful and to be obedient. There's other times when you pray and, you know, you, 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 you come and you just pray what's on your mind right now or what's happening right now, but then there's a whole stream of things that you don't get to pray for because you just forget. You know what I mean? And so... 
It's like trying to spin plates. It's like, you know, like for us, for instance, you know, imagine trying to pray for 400 people every day. And, you know, but, you know, but God is great and God gives you names and he gives you faces and he puts things in you. But then I forget to pray for my own kids. And then one of my kids gets sick and I'm like, ah, oh, shivers. I'll pray for them for a little while, have I? And do you know what I mean? And then it's like, and everything's going great and then you can't pay the bills. Ah, oh, damn, the finances, that right? I've got to pray for the finances. And so this, is, this little method of prayer, this little thing that I'm going to help you with tonight, not only helps you to stay connected with God, but it covers all bases. Is that good? So I'm just going to ask the ushers to hand out a little, little piece of paper, a little study note that you can take home. And I encourage you, you can write some notes on it tonight if you want. But take it home because it's like it will help you. Amen? And if we look in Luke, and I'm going to use a, a few different places of Scripture because different, different Gospels say it differently. But Luke 11.1 1 says this, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. So Jesus was praying in a certain place. Jesus prayed all the time. And his disciples must have watched him praying. They would watch him pray and think, "How does? don't read those yet, don't get distracted, look here. Teacher's talking. Okay, put your notes down, put your test papers down, please. Turn them over. Yeah. So it says Jesus was praying in a certain place. And the disciples are there. They're watching him. How does he do this? Who knows that Jesus is the best example that we have for anything? And so if Jesus does it a certain way, let's do that. It kind of works. It's got to work. Do you know what I mean? So the disciples are looking at Jesus and saying, how does he do this stuff? How does he pray? He's always gone away to pray. How does he pray? Like, does he pray like the Pharisees out on those public streets for everyone to see? Or does he pray in a quiet place? Or does what prayers does he pray? Or how does he talk to God? Does he, you know, the Catholics will say, does he have to go through a priest? Or can he go straight there? And, you know, there's all different thoughts on how do you pray? And they're saying this to Jesus. And then it says, one day he was playing in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, Teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Amen? And so they're asking. And he said to them, so here's the great revelation. Jesus is about to teach us how to pray, because you are his disciples. Amen? And Jesus says, and he said to them, when you pray, say, Amen? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Now, we all know that prayer. Any Anglicans in the house would know that you had to repeat that over and over again. We went to a wedding yesterday and everyone that was there, most of the people unsaved, knew that prayer off by heart because it's a prayer that we repeat. When we were kids, we had to say it every day at school. Was that right, Phil? We had to say the Lord's Prayer every, every morning at school. Before we started school, we had to stand up and say the Lord's Prayer. Right? So it's a common prayer and it's, it's a prayer that man has misinterpreted, says Jesus said pray like this. But Jesus wasn't saying pray this. Jesus was saying pray like this. Jesus was saying here right now I'm going to show you a pattern and a model for prayer that will give you keys to successful prayer life keep you connected with God and cover all the bases so that you know that everything's covered. Because I'm going to give you a pattern from A to B 
that covers everything that you need to cover in prayer every day. That's what he was saying. So what he was giving us was a pattern, amen. Now we're going to look at this pattern right now. You see, Philippians 4, 6 says, don't be anxious for anything, but in everything, in prayer and petition and thanksgiving, make your requests be known to God and the God of all peace will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So if we go through a whole week and we've got all this stuff on our minds and in our hearts that we haven't brought before God, then we get anxious. You see? So he says, don't be anxious for anything, but with prayers and petitions and thanksgiving, make, make your requests be known to God, and the God of all peace, is my mic really weird or what? I feel like I'm, yeah. The God of all peace will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Who wants a peaceful heart, peaceful mind? Who doesn't want to be anxious about anything? Who wants to know that everything's taken care of? I can just chill back because my dad's driving this car. I've given him the keys. I've given him the whole lot. He's put petrol in the tank and we're going somewhere. That's how it needs to be. So let's have a quick look at this. So we start the prayer. Jesus started the prayer with our Father. And so this is the pattern that we use. So if you just think about this prayer and say, okay, I'm going to follow the pattern, the model that Jesus gave me. Now, I've put some ideas underneath there, but don't use my words because Jesus hates repetitive prayer. Don't just go, oh, I'm just going to read Pastor Julie's prayers. No, these are ideas, right, for you. So I would start my prayer with, I think, our Father. And I would say, God, you are my Father. You're my Father. You know me. I'm your child. Father, you know when I wake up, you know when I lay down, you know every word that's going to come out of my mouth. You're my daddy. Abba, Father, I love you so much. You know me. You love me. You know that you know my faults, you know my mistakes, you know my shortfallings, but you're my dad. Dad, this morning, would you sit me on your lap? Would you hug me? And if you're a guy, you're not going to want that. Say, God, can you just give me a good slap on the back this morning, kick me up the pants and say, come on. And God will do it, whatever you need in your life, because he is your father. Now, you can pray about that for 10 minutes, just about God being your dad. He's your dad. You know, Jesus introduced this. Before that, it was God, Jehovah Jireh, it was God, Yahweh, it was God, all these names for God. But Jesus comes on the scene, and for the first time here, he says, no, 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 you call God your father. Jesus, the son, said, you are a child of God. He's your father. So come to him like a father, amen, and start the relationship, start the prayer in relationship. Not in, oh God, you are mighty, high, lift it up, die. No, just say, Father. Father, here I am again. It's me. I do that sometimes. Guess what? Me again. Yeah, Dad, I need you. I need to talk to you. You're my daddy. Help. And, you know, and a guy would go, Father, you're my father. And, yeah, and that. So I'm making like it all fluffy because I'm a female, but, you know, you know what I'm saying. So who is in heaven is the next part of that prayer. So after I've prayed that, then I think about who is in heaven. And as soon as I think that thought, I start to think, 
What does that stir up in me? What is that prayer? That? And I start to pray, you are high above my circumstances. You're in heaven and I'm on earth. And right now all I can see is earth. Right now all I can see is problems. Right now all I can see is earth. I feel earthly. I feel fleshy. I feel human. But you're above that. You're not. You're in heaven. God, thank you that you're in heaven right now. Then I start to think what heaven looks like. Wow, there's angels around the throne of God right now and they're worshipping. God, open up the heavens that, that, that I can see, that I can feel, that I can imagine. You know, you can use your... Can I change mics or what? I feel like I'm echoing. Am I? It's all right? Okay. Okay, they're working up. You can use your imagination in prayer. Don't be afraid to use your imagination. And so when I'm praying, I have a great imagination. Oh, I see the angels. I try not to think about the living beasts. I think they'd be a bit weird. But I just think about the angels around the throne of God. And I think about then Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. Then when I think about Jesus at the right hand of the Father, I realize that he's praying for me. Well, I'm praying to him. And we're praying together. And so I say, Jesus, you're in heaven. You're at the right hand of the Father. And right now you're interceding for me. I thank you, Jesus, right now you're praying for me. Let my prayers connect with your prayers. God, I want to be in heaven today. I want to get out of this earth place. I want to be lifted up with you. You getting it, what I'm saying? And let your angels surround me. Send your angels. God, you said you would command your angels concerning me. Send your angels. And then I imagine angels coming down. And then I imagine them standing all around me. Because it's okay. It's really happening. So you can see it in the spirit or you can see it with your imagination because God is good at that. Amen. And then we go, hallowed be thy name or hallowed be your name if you want to do it in today's language. And so I just start to praise his name. I praise you. You are my God. You are the God that is above every other God. You are the God that is above everything. And then I say, and in fact, while I'm at it, I'm going to praise the name of Jesus. Because at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. Thank you that your name, Jesus, is above every power, every principality. Your name is high and lifted up. And when I speak your name, I know things move. When I speak your name, I know things shift. When I speak your name, I know I am lifted up and I am exalted with you. I know when I speak the name of Jesus that I'm lifted up to stand in the right hand of the Father with you because you've lifted me up through your blood, Jesus. I thank you for the name. And then I start to say, Holy Spirit, I thank you for you and your name, that you're here, you're with me, you're with me, you're walking with me, Holy Spirit. I thank you. Be with me every day. Holy Spirit, I give you permission. Convict me. Come, Holy Spirit, teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, comfort me. Come, Holy Spirit, be my, be my advocate. Stand before God in, on my behalf. Come, Holy Spirit, strengthen me. Fill me, Holy Spirit, that I might face this day. Now, you're thinking, how do people pray for an hour a day? Well, I probably could have just done an hour right there with three points. Do you know what I'm saying? You, and, and you get into this prayer and then you realize, whoa. And I, I open my eyes, look at the clock, say, I've been praying an hour already. This is so cool. And I'm just loving it, you know, I'm just loving it. And then we say, your kingdom come. And so, Lord, I pray, let your kingdom come in my life. Let your kingdom come in my church. Let your kingdom come in my family, in my workplace. There's so many places that you can. Let your kingdom come in my husband. Father, let my, yeah, let him be a king of his kingdom. 
Let him stand up like a mighty man of God. I pray for him. I say, God, let him be a lion. Let him roar at circumstances. Give him spiritual muscles. I pray for him. I say, God, give him authority where he needs authority. And Father, let your kingdom come in his mind that nothing would discourage him. Nothing. And I pray for him. Then I pray for my kids. Let your kingdom come in Jessica. And, and I pray for your kingdom to come in Jamie and Gemma. And I pray for that. Then I start to pray for people that God puts in my heart. And I was praying for Garth this week and Luke. And and I'm praying, God, let your kingdom come in them. Let your kingdom come in their lives. Let the next generation arise. Let your kingdom come in our young people. And then I start to think about all the young people. Let your kingdom come in youth, God. Let your kingdom come in the hearts of those. And I start to pray. Let your kingdom come. God in Jilly and Andrew and let them be raised up as mighty leaders in our youth God and let your kingdom come in their preaching and and everything they touch let your kingdom come in the atmosphere of this church oh you could just go on forever let your kingdom come to my stinking rotten boss and you know you can say that because David prayed like that David said oh smite them cut their eyeballs out didn't he? he said things like that well you can say you know you can say, well, God, yeah, I'm a bit more gracious than that. You know, don't have to cut his eyeballs out, but just slap him across the head or something and make him treat me nice. You can say, let your kingdom come in my, in my work, in my church. Do you know, you can pray for the church. Woohoo! there's a revelation. In the middle of your prayer life, you could say, Lord, let the kingdom come in my church. Hey, actually, let the kingdom come to my pastors. You can actually, that only takes a sec. Just, just, just add us in. It's all right. Little add-in on the end. Five seconds, I ask. It's all I ask. Amen. And then it says here, your will be done. And I pray things like this. Lord, let me hear your voice. Now, you know, to do God's will, you need to hear him. Amen. You need to wrestle some things for God's will to be done. You need to hear his voice. So I say, God, give me ears to hear. Give me eyes to see. You know, there's prayers in Ephesians. Open the eyes of my heart. Open the eyes of my heart. Give me revelation. Give me wisdom. Give me knowledge, God. Let me hear your voice. I don't want to make decisions outside of you. Give me your will, God. I want your will for my life. I don't want to walk one tiny, minute, little, tiny thing, way, step, out of step from your will. And, you know, the word of God said, you will hear a voice behind you telling you when to turn right and when to turn left. You will hear it. But if you're not listening, you won't hear it. And you'll walk straight. And you won't turn right. And you won't turn left. And you'll make mistakes. But stop. And at this place, this is where I stop. When I'm saying this, let your will be done. And then I stop and I start to worship. Say, Lord, just download your will for me. Right here in this place. God, let me hear you. You know, someone asked me would I go to Germany and preach. I say, God, is it your will for me to go to Germany? It sounds good. It's exciting. It stirs up everything inside of me. But is it your will for me? To, what if it's not God's will for me to go to Germany and I get hit by a train? Yeah, these things happen. Do you know what I mean? Is it your will, God? Let me hear your voice so I just stop. And I just ask the question. Is it your will for me to go to Germany? And I just wait. I haven't heard the answer to that one yet. But I'm still waiting. You know, and then you just wait. And then I start to pray. Let your will be done in my children. Since the time my children were in my womb... I have prayed for their friends, their husbands, their careers, their lives, the homes that they'll live in, the places that they live in, what they'll do with their lives. I've prayed for their children. I've prayed for their grandchildren. 
since they were in my womb. When they're in their cots at night, I would go around, I'd lay hands, let your will be done. I pray for Joey right now. Every day I pray for my little granddaughter, let your will be done. And I, I see her little face and it's like I'm laying hands on her. Let your will be done in my little Joey's life, God. Let it be everything that you've called her to be, everything that you want her to be. Never, let her never stray from the house of God. Let her have fire shut up in her bones, the word of God. Let her sing, let her worship. And there she is on the altar this morning, you know, rehearsal time, legs going, and just loving the house of God. And Andrew sent me a, a photo while I was away, and she's sitting at home. She's just so cute, 11 months. Jamie reckons I've brainwashed her back. I think it's more than that. I think I pray, let your will be done in my granddaughter. Let your will be done in my kids. Let your will be done. I pray for Neil. Let your will be done in Neil's business. Prosper it. God, let your will be done. I pray for David and Joe. Let your will be done as they lead new Christians, God. Let your will be done in that thing. Let, let it grow, God. Let it explode. Let all the, I pray for these young guys, new Christians. Woo! They're here more than old Christians. There they are, right there. Let your will be done in their lives, God. Let nothing come and take them away from your will, God. Let them be focused. Let them look straight ahead. Let nothing, yeah. Is that good? Yeah. Are you getting it? Amen. It's good. On earth as it is in heaven. And so think about heaven. What's heaven like? It's peace. Well, it says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, peace, and joy. And so I start to pray, now, Lord, on earth, let those things manifest right here as it is in heaven. So if I'm suffering from sickness or something like that and I'm struggling in pain or whatever, and I would say, Lord, there's no pain in heaven. So right now in this place, God, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, there's no suffering in heaven. There's no depression in heaven. So you do a divine exchange from the earthly to the heavenly realms. And you pull. I actually, I actually imagine myself like a big screen. I just pull heaven down into my earth realm until I feel it and know it, that heaven and earth meet on the place where I pray. Amen on earth as it is in heaven. And there's heaps of stuff you can pray there. Prosperity, health, blessings, joy. And you can pray that for you. You can pray that for your family. You can pray that for your workplace. You can pray that for your church. When I go to work today, let it not be chaotic, but let it be as it is in heaven, in my workplace. It doesn't matter if they're all unsaved, God. I have authority to change that atmosphere. Let it be as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. This is the bit where all of us skip to that bit first. Say, oh, good morning, God. Uh, by the way, <laughs> got a few bills, da, da 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 and you just do your needs, you know what I mean? But, you know, it's interesting that Jesus left that until we're right in there, to right in that place where God is big and now he's with me and he knows that he loves me and I've got all my kids and all that stuff out of the way. And then I go, okay, now, about this daily bread stuff, about my finances, about my normal everyday needs, and God is interested. He says that he is interested in you. Doesn't he provide for the sparrow 
Doesn't he provide for a sparrow? How much more will God provide for you? You know, this scripture just before this in Luke, it talks about, you know, if, if, if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit to those that ask? Amen. And so he wants to give to you. He wants you to ask. Amen. Scriptures talk about ask, seek, knock. Ask, seek, knock. Ask, ask, seek, knock. It's okay to do that. And it's okay to do it every day. Hello. God, guess what? That bill didn't get paid yesterday. Can you pay it today? I trust in you, God. I trust in you that you will open the doors for me in my finances, in my need, in the needs of my children, in the needs of my family, in the needs of my church members. Amen? That you will meet those needs. Amen. Is that good? And bless us with abundance. One of the best ways you can do that is say, God, I gave my tithe to the church this week. And God, your word says in Malachi that if I bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that you will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on me. And you even say to test me in this. So today, God, I'm testing you in it. I bought my tithe into the storehouse. I bought my offering into the storehouse of God. Now, God, pour out your blessing as we're in covenant relationship. Amen? That's another way you can pray. And then this one, the next one says, and forgive us our sins. How, much, how long have we gone now? Like really, if you were really praying this stuff through, you could go all day. Or you can do a short version, you could do a long version, but it really does keep you on track. How many times do you go and pray and forget to ask God to cleanse you of the sins of yesterday? And then you just go through your day and they all build up, build up. Now we just say, you know, sins, you know, oh, I didn't commit adultery, I didn't get drunk, whatever. But, you know, did you have a bad thought in your heart towards someone else? Did you tell a little white lie? Did you, you know what I mean? Yeah, the Bible says if we say we're not sinners, we're liars. And so all of us sin and all of us fall short of the glory of God and all of us need forgiveness every day for every little thing. And if we keep short accounts, if we just say, God, forgive me, forgive me, we stay under that grace. Do you know what I mean? There's an umbrella of grace. There's a rainbow over your head that, that declares peace over your life. And, and you sin and don't ask forgiveness, you come out from under that rainbow. You've got to get back under quickly. So, ah, blew it, God, I'm so sorry. Yesterday, I really spoke harshly to that person and I'm really sorry, God. Or you might have done a big thing. You might have, what you declare a big thing, but all sins are the same to God. Like me telling a lie is the same as another man committing adultery. That's why I have grace for whatever people do. As long as they're willing to say sorry, God has grace for you. For that day, he says, my mercies are new every morning. Now, if he's got new mercy for you every morning, you don't get it, you've missed out. It goes moldy by the afternoon. Go get your mercies in the morning, get mercy from God and get forgiven. And then it says here, as we forgive those that sin against us. And you know what? You don't want a bitter root to end up in your heart. You know, I think this is the thing that's kept Phil and I fresh and sweet as parents, as pastors and as people is that we keep really short accounts of what people do to us. People are just people, do you know what I mean? People are just people. And guess what? We all blow it. Like we all blow it. I probably hurt people a lot too, and I don't even realise it. Just say stuff or, you know. 
whatever, don't turn up, don't smile, the people's expectation that they have of you, you don't fulfil it, and so they're wounded and you don't know why. But the thing is, we just got to keep short accounts. we just got to do that. And every day, if you go to God every day and say, you know what, you know, so-and-so, you know, they were really rude to me yesterday and it really hurt, actually. But God, you know what, I don't feel like forgiving them, they don't deserve it, but your word says that if I don't forgive them, they won't be forgiven. And so I'm not going to be responsible for them getting all beat up. So God, I release them in Jesus' name. I release them into your hands. And I ask, the Bible says to bless those who persecute you and pray for your enemies. Like pray for them. So Lord, I bless them. That person that said that disgusting thing about me yesterday or wrote me that rotten letter, I bless them. I pray that you just bless them so much that they would know your love and so that whatever it is in their heart that's causing them to be mean will just get washed away and they'll know your love. Amen? And you know what? You get set free. You know, you know, so cool. Every morning, just dump all that stuff off of you. Dump. The Bible says that narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. Narrow is the way. And you know what? You, you've got to dump the stuff off to get through the narrow way. You can't go there with all your bags. You know, And if you want to get closer to God, you really want to meet with God, you really want to break through in prayer, you've got to dump the baggage. That unforgiveness. And you know what? Don't just forgive other people. Just remember to forgive yourself. Forgive yourself too. You know, you yelled at the kids and why did I yell at the kids? Why did I do that? And You know, you blow it in some way, shape or form. And you know, you just beat yourself up. How many of you lay in bed at night just going, oh, Gee, I wish I wouldn't have said that. I wish I wouldn't have done that. Do you know what I mean? And then you just need to forgive yourself. You know, God, I'm really, really sorry. I know you forgive me, but I've got to forgive me too. And I've got to get all this baggage off of my back. Amen? As we forgive those who sin against us. And you can, you can, you can read through the stuff that I've got there. And then there's an important part that says, lead us not into temptation. How many people here would pray for their children daily that God would not lead them into temptation. And then we wonder, what the heck? What the heck, you know, my kids getting into all? What about us? Lead me not into temptation. And so if we pray in that every day, don't you think things would be a bunch easier for us, our families, our, our homes, our church? Lead me not. How many, how many pastors do you think wouldn't have fallen if they're whole congregations were praying every day the way Jesus taught us to pray. Lead him not into temptation, Lord. Lead him not into temptation. Keep that stuff away from him. Keep him pure. Keep him, you know what I mean? And so I pray that for you guys. I pray, God, keep our people from temptation. Keep, them, keep this stuff away from them. So I pray, Lord, and for myself, I pray, God, keep my eyes pure. What I look at, let the windows of my soul be pure, what I'm looking at. And if I've seen something, you know, sometimes you've got stuff on TV and something flashes, whoa, quickly turn that off. But it's already gone in, in the window. And so I say, God, cleanse my windows because I want the eyes of my soul to be pure and keep my heart sweet, God, and keep temptation right away from me. Amen? And you can pray that sometimes even if you feel like things are coming into your head. 
The Bible says, bring every thought into captivity, into the obedience of Jesus Christ. Temptation comes to every man. It came to Jesus even. It says Jesus was tempted in all things. So he can partner with us. He can understand how we feel. But when temptation comes, before that thing takes root, you can rebuke it. You can take authority over your mind. You can bring that thought into captivity and you can cast it out of your mind. And then you can say, Lord, keep me from temptation. Put the helmet of salvation on me. Wash my mind. Keep me clean. Amen. You've got a choice. Or you can entertain that thought, start to play with it a little. Oh, I'll just have one cigarette maybe. I can smell it now. Now I'm starting to get the five senses on it and now I'm just like reaching for the cigarette. Do you know what I'm saying? Not me, but I don't, did that years ago. And so, <clears throat> and so keep me from temptation. Keep my kids from temptation. Keep my family. Keep my church. Keep my pastors. And it says, but deliver us from evil. And so this is when we pray, God, keep the enemy away from my kids, from my family. God, send your angels to protect us. I pray, God, you would keep evil far away from us. Just keep it far away, God. Let God arise and let my enemies be scattered, God. Everything that's coming against me, every assignment against my family, every assignment against my church, every assignment, you know, the enemy wants to stop you from following God and he'll just send little things little foxes that spoil the vine. He'll send little things to get you distracted, to get you sick, to get you, you know, tired, to get you worn out. He'll send little people to just... You know, and when we say, keep evil from me, God, protect me, you can protect from all that junk. It's like you're walking around in a bubble, force field around you. This stuff's coming. It's bouncing off, bouncing off, bouncing off. But you don't pray this stuff, it's just boof, boof, boof. Every day, deliver us from evil, God. Deliver my friends from evil. Deliver my family. Deliver my school friends. Deliver my church. Deliver my kids. Amen. And then it goes into a great place where you just get this triumphant uh, finish. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. And then you remember again, that's right, God is in control. All this stuff I pray, God, thank you that you've heard me. Thank you that all this stuff is just off my chest right now. I thank you that you're in control. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. Amen. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. You have everything in control, God. Let your glory fall on me right now. Let your abundance, you are all powerful. You are all powerful. It's all in your hands. Amen. I give it all to you. I let it go. I let it go, all of it. Amen? And then you say forever and ever, thank you, God, that we have this relationship that is we forever and one day I'll be with you. And that's where I have another intimate place there where I just say, one day, God, you and me, Jesus, face to face, Holy Spirit, we're going to be all there together. It's just going to be so cool. And I just love that fact that I have hope, the hope of glory. Thank you that I live eternally. And then the very last part of the prayer says, Amen. And you know what amen says? It means, amen means, so be it. So at the end, you just go, darn it, so be it. Every bit of that, so be it. So be it. Amen. And you declare it into the spiritual realm. Does that help people tonight? And listen to me, if you use this, that's why I I went to the trouble of printing this out for you. 
stick it on your wall at home, put it in your Bible, use it as a little guide. Okay? Jesus said, pray in this manner. And those times when you just don't know what to pray, you don't know how to pray, you don't know how to cover all the subjects, they're all here. Don't be anxious for anything. But with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests be known to God and the God of all peace will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let's stand right now and I'll just have the keyboard come. Just the keyboard. Thank you, God, that you are with us. Amen. Thank you, God, that you are with us. Thank you that you are our Father. Why don't you lift your hands right now, right across this place, and say this, Jesus, teach me how to pray. Thank you for the pattern that you have given us. Help me be disciplined. Help me to make time. And give me the words to say. Remind me every day, Holy Spirit, to pray in Jesus' name.